The beauty of the Midsummer Garden is highlighted by the lily. On this episode of Garden Time, we visit David Hill Farm in Forest Grove, Oregon to preview their great lily festival and to get some tips on how to plant and care for this incredible flower in your own garden. Garden Time is brought to you by Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon. Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. Where it's your, your way, way on, on the, the parkway. parkway. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. We're based in the Pacific Northwest of the United States in a Zone 8 region. This zone deals with plants that can survive in 10 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. I'm producer Jeff Gustin with your hosts, Judy Alaruzzo and Ryan Seeley. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. I'm Judy Alaruzzo with Ryan Seeley, and today we are at the David Hill Farms, and we are with Lisi and with Eric. And so this is just a wonderful place. So much color here, and it's pretty early in the season for lilies. So we are so glad to be here. Thank you. We're glad to have you. So David Hill Farms, what do you guys grow here? <laughs> well, we started out as a Christmas tree farm, um, and now we've been growing lilies, um, a lot of them. Um, so that's that's our two main things we do. Yeah, and you know, as we look around, you know, there's beds and beds full of different kinds of lilies. So there looks like we have what, oriental lilies and Asiatic. We lilies, do. We have know. Asian. We have Oriental. We have some Orient pets, trumpet, tiger. Um, I just got some toad lilies, and we, we, we recently found a pineapple lily. It's oh, not exactly a true <laughs> lily variety, but we're just kind of playing it up and, and going with the lily theme. But we have, a, we have about 75 varieties now. Wow, and there's so many different colors. There's different heights. I mean, you go from maybe two feet to, I saw some maybe five feet tall. Yes. Really beautiful, and the color range is just incredible. So what kind of colors are they all in? Um, wide range of colors, but a lot of oranges, yellows, reds, pinks. Um, we, I've been trying to find purple ones, which is a little trickier, mm -hmm. but I did find a purple prince yeah. this year. We have a chocolate event that was a big hit last year. Oh, and yeah. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a unique beautiful. looking flower. But you can pretty much find most any color in lilies. And actually, you had mentioned that it's a little uh, early for lilies in the season. It's actually not. Most oh. lilies have already started to bloom at this point. We take our lilies and we keep them in a cooler and we hold them and, and kind of force hibernate them a little longer and pull them out according to their grow time so that they all bloom kind of at the same time for the festival. Oh, we also cool. use the shade cloth to stunt the growth a little bit and slow them down and, and prolong those blooms. Try to. So. Yeah. And, and you guys are relatively newer to the lily, but you know, this farm has been here in the past, but you just recently taken taken over the farm it has ken um ken was the previous owner of the farm and i think he bought it in uh like the early 90s and started the christmas trees around mid 90s and then this is the 14th um, annual lily festival wow and he started it as sort of a passion project he was into lilies and um two years ago less than two years ago we uh stumbled upon this place and decided oh. to take the leap from suburbia to be farmers and oh. we couldn't couldn't be happier <laughs> right yeah, so this is our second year doing the lily festival um and i think yeah we're, we're slowly getting better and learning so a lot 
Well, it's a beautiful place to come. I mean, it's really surrounded by agriculture and your Christmas trees. And it's just really, it's just really a sanctuary here. There's birds singing. It's nice breeze. It's really beautiful. It's lovely. We have a gorgeous view of the Chehalem Valley. Um, and we welcome people to come walk through all of the gardens and, and peek at the view. We tried to set up a lot of little spaces for people to have cozy little spots to enjoy their drinks and um, charcuterie boards. We offer food and beverage. Um, and it is, it's a wonderful place for families to come up and let kids run and oh. just be in nature, so. Yeah, so you have this a festival coming up. Because you. you're, you're, you know, by, by day you both have day jobs and this is, you know, so you're not here all the time, but the festival is an opportunity for people to come out and visit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the festival that you have, have coming up. Well, the festival is going to be starting this weekend, Friday, what are our dates? Uh, July 14th, 15th, yeah. and 16th is this weekend. It's the opening weekend. And we, we planned on actually opening the, the weekend after, um, but the lilies have <laughs> told us it's time to open. <laughs> right. So. It's nature, right? right? It is, yes. You can't fight it too much. No. So we are, we're a little behind. We, we have some signs that we don't have and, and our tags haven't arrived, but the lilies say it's time, so we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so when people come out to the festival, what, what can they expect when, when they get out here? Um, well, the first thing we encourage people to do is really walk through the showcase garden, and that's where we're sitting right now. Um, so once you park, we come and at, we'll greet you and kind of give you the idea of what you, how this, the flow works. Um, but we, we love for people to come through and just walk through the gardens and, and kind of feel the energy and see all the beautiful flowers. And it gives them an opportunity too to see what flowers they like. Um, we have little pencils and papers and give them to people on little clipboards. So if you go through, you can see the names on each of them and you might really love the Lotus Breeze or you might really love the Red Sensation and you make a note of it. And after you finish walking through the showcase garden, we have some um, awesome garden helpers who can help you find the selection of your choice. Um, we also offer potted lilies that you can take home. And we strategically plant those a little bit later than the showcase garden. So in theory, you take them home and put them in your bed and then they'll bloom for you You're within the next few weeks. Enjoy that bloom this year. Yeah. Right, because well, you, know, you don't, you know, you want to enjoy it. Yeah, that, you, you want know, to take them home. Exactly. You don't need to go buy a bloom out waiting a year, right? Lily, yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. is kind of a nice, nice yeah. benefit. And we do also um, offer bulbs. Ken, the previous owner, he had a really prolific bulb propagation system going, and we're trying to keep up on it, but it's hard with our day jobs. Mm. But this year, we will be taking pre-orders for bulbs for next year, which we didn't last year. Uh, but to take some home, I mean, that's every gardener's dream, is to exactly. take something home. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we offer other things, too. Um, we started a dahlia bed this year and so we have some dal potted dahlias for sale we have liatris um, a lot of hanging baskets a lot of hanging baskets we also do um, bouquets beautiful fresh floral bouquets oh. that people can take home um, yeah so there's there's something for everybody that is great and I noticed that there's a lot of perennials right when you come in and so that's really nice because lilies are such a great addition to a perennial garden or any landscape so giving everyone ideas like that there's gonna be a lot of photos taken I think uh, that's what we've been trying to figure out just how to complement things and, and, and build that out so um, yeah. there's been a lot of new additions since we've moved in and, and we're continuing to add and change our focus to different areas We've been really blessed too with um, both of our mothers are avid gardeners and they really have come and contributed and, and shared their, um, their garden treasures with us, split plants and, <laughs> and helped us kind of really grow this place into something beautiful. It was, oh. it was an empty pallet, or a pallet right? So. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's about how many different varieties 
of lilies are you growing? As I'm looking out, you know, through through your you know display beds, you know, it's kind of as far as you know I can see in lots of different directions. We inherited sixty, but we've increased since we've um, bought the place. To we have seventy five varieties now. Wow. 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 And, and that's our goal is to keep keep yeah, adding we, new ones. We'd love to have a different variety in every single we, bed. We've got some empty beds, so we'll continue to add <laughs> yeah, as there's we room for growth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as you know, when you're when you're picking out you know lilies to grow, I mean your beds are your propagation beds, right? Yes. Where yes. you're growing these in your display beds, and that's where your bulbs are coming from. Or as you're looking to expand, what do you look for in in the lily when you're choosing what you want to grow? Uniqueness. Mm. I, I, that's what I'm looking for. Everybody can find a stargazer at their local Home Depot, but um, to find something really unique like the toad lily or um, I love the must see. Um, there's uh, that, that little trumpet lily dwarf over there. There's just unique things that you don't think of immediately when you think of lily. Everybody thinks of their traditional stargazer or Casablanca, but right. there's just so many options out there. And to see the kaleidoscope of, of colors and sizes and different petal shapes and scents, um, that's really what, what we're looking for. Yeah, because you see a lot, you know, a lot of double blooming, which, yes. you know, you don't, in the past, you haven't seen a lot of double blooming um, lilies or in a lot of bicolor. Mm -hmm. So the multicolor ones, which are, you know, obviously super interesting to see in, in the landscape. Yeah. And do you think that you could have like a progression of lilies? There's different, like you were saying, there's different um, species of them. So you can have like um, lilies growing for a longer time. It's just not like a one-shot deal. So you can have them seasonally in your garden. Correct, yes. Because they grow, they have different grow times. In your garden, if you don't do what we do and keep them in a cooler, <laughs> you can definitely find uh, a way to have a different bloom showing. That's kind of actually why we have the lily festival for three weeks. And frankly, this this year it might even be four um, because it takes it takes even with us timing it it's it's a progression and and you get to see every different bloom at a different time week to week it's very different and even we're out here every evening working and day to day we see differences um, so it's it's kind of like you say a fun progression to watch um, and you're kind of surprised every day with something new that's cool and with with the festival coming up this weekend is it just the one weekend or do you have multiple Weekends we'll be, for the festival. We'll be doing the three weekends and then perhaps the first weekend in August, depending where we're at on the okay. blooms. Yeah, so. it's, some of these, it's hard to tell. Are, are some of these going to hold out for three more weeks or are they going to be spent? It's, right. Yeah, but, right. but usually last year we did it for three weeks and the week after we looked at each other and we were like, we could have we we kept oh, open. Sure. It's so yeah. beautiful. Right. So we did have a lot of, um, we had some garden parties and things like that to, to allow people in to take advantage of it. Because we really, we don't want to keep all this to ourselves. Oh. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and, and so people that want to want to come out to the festival, where's the best place for them to get the information? For? Um, definitely davidhillfarm.com is our website. Okay. Um, but we also do a lot of advertising on Facebook, and we have a pretty solid presence there. So um, find us on Facebook, um, at David Hill Farm. Um, Reach out, ask questions on Facebook. Uh, oh, we'll great. engage and answer, answer any questions people have. Um, we're going to be open from uh, 10 a.m. to about 4.30, 5 p.m., okay. uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, for the following three weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Well, I think we're going to take take a quick break, and when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a little bit about the bulbs and the care for them once you get them home. But right now, we'll have a word from our sponsor, Capital Super. Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. 
We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing, to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. Where it's your, your way, way on, on the parkway. parkway. Hi, I'm Sarah with Portland Nursery, where our passion for plants has kept us rooted in this incredible community. A lot has changed since we first opened our doors, but through it all, we've remained family owned and operated, dedicated to providing our neighbors the largest selection of the highest quality plants Portland has to offer. With hundreds of new plants arriving each week, you're guaranteed to find something exciting and unique. Portland Nursery, a passion for plants at 50th and Stark, 90th and Division. DRAM is celebrating 75 years of design and manufacturing of quality watering tools. DRAM products feature nine water patterns and are designed to nurture your plants with a shower of rain. DRAM for lawn and garden, available at garden centers near you. Welcome back to the Garden Time Podcast. We're at the David Hill Farms, just outside of Forest Grove. I'm Judy Alaruzzo with Brian Seeley, and we're with Lisi and Eric, the owners of the farm. And so we talked about all the goings on here and how beautiful it is, but we need to talk the gardener talk now. We need to talk about care and tips for growing them. So now we're taking them home from your wonderful event. So what should we do with them? Absolutely. So when you get them, we have already fertilized them and they'll be in a small pot. Um, we encourage everyone to get them into the ground or into a better container as soon as possible. Um, the bulb will not do well if you leave it in the little plastic pot over the winter. So once you get it into the ground, um, it's pretty easy to tell where to dig it once you've got the pot. But if you're planting a bulb, you want to go about eight inches under the ground, uh, depending on the size of the bulb. That's, that's roughly about what you want to do. Um, and make sure that the soil doesn't have a lot of uh, wetness in it. You don't want to have any of that sticky clay or too much water. They do not like to have too much water. So um, well-drained soil. We put a lot of pumice in our garden soil to, to make sure that they don't get that rot. They're really susceptible to rot, but they are fairly easy to grow. Um, and then once they're in the ground, they will bloom shortly after you keep after you plant them and then once the bloom expires I like to wait until the bloom is fully expired and then we just snip just deadhead it off and leave uh, probably two-thirds of the stem on it and and the leaves. the leaves and then you're gonna just let it go because you want the Sun to really feed those leaves and make that bulb bigger and let it grow over the the fall and then um, really before the first frost I would I would definitely put some mulch over the top of it um, make sure it's nicely covered for the winter and they should last unless it's unless it's in a too too wet of an area that should last and get bigger every year um, a lot of people dig theirs up as well and store them um, it's just a it's, personal choice it depends on your soil yeah you know? it's not necessary it's not necessary but they're very hardy and they're really easy to grow so so no. lilies, oh, excuse me, okay. lilies are a lot like, um, if you're not familiar with them, lilies are a lot like tulips. So you, it's that same kind of aftercare. You want to take off the flower head and let them die down. So yes. I think that it, there's like no fear here because almost everybody has done lily or not, maybe they've not done lilies, but they've done tulips. Definitely. So they would know how to do that. Yes, yes. And then obviously like once the, once the leaves are all brown and yucky, then I usually cut it down okay. at the base about, yeah, two inches from the soil. Um, but I wait until all the leaves have fully expired. It, it is late fall by the time we're doing that, November even. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. And then we, for 
most people should leave them in the ground. That's the best thing for them. But for our purposes, because we store them in the cooler, and, we pull and, ours. And our propagation. So. Yeah, we end up pulling ours um, usually November, right before the first frost, if we can. Yeah. And then for people that haven't grown lilies before, maybe intimidated by them, where's where's the best place in the yard? Are, there, are they a sunny plant, a shady plant? You know, you have shade cloth around yours. Um, so can they take a partial shade we, situation? We do. They can. Most varieties can take partial shade. Um, it will. They will grow a little slower, and the bloom will last a little longer. Um, they do like full sun, and they they want about six to eight hours of full sun a day. Uh, and ours actually, because this is such a hot spot, the the sun beats down on our showcase garden. So really, even through this fabric, they're still getting a considerable mm -hmm. amount of light yeah in yeah. soil soil prep you know you talked about you know planting them in a good you know kind of a you know a pumicey well well-drained soil do you need to use like any sort of you have fertilizer in there but a root starter fertilizer or bulb food when you plant or is that that we necessary? do not we we just use really good soil and we fertilize two times we fertilize right when the lilies are probably six inches out of the just, ground just starting to sprout then we we throw uh, our we use a pretty hardy fertilizer that I wouldn't recommend to an average gardener. It's, it's, it's pretty strong, um, but we fertilize at that point, and then we also fertilize right before they're about to bloom. And so fertilizing at those two moments is perfect, and a nice time-release fertilizer. Osmocote is a good recommendation. Oh, just for, a general. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but you want to look for something that has more um, potassium. potassium in it. They, they like potassium. They don't like a ton of uh, nitrogen. Okay. I think that was so. The you're one. nourishing the bulb maybe more. Than Correct. Precisely. Okay. Correct. Right. Yes. You, you don't want to yes. promote too much growth. To, of too green growth, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. Right. Exactly. You and you can burn them that way too. Oh, so right. okay. yeah. We we I was experimenting when we first did this and put a little too much of our fertilizer on. Last <laughs> and, year, yeah. And we got we got some burned ones. So yeah. we learned our lesson that way. Yeah. yeah just well, just test tip. slow slowly first, and then and then uh, give it a little more if you think it needs more the next year. Right. And I see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was oh, going to say, you know, as we're looking around, you know, a lot of these varieties can get pretty, pretty tall. Um, do you need to do any staking with? Significant with amount of staking. We spend a lot of time um, really every week walking around as these, these the tops are going to get heavy, right? And, and some of these are four or five plus feet tall. Um, right. And some have strong enough stalks that they can handle it. Um, but many of them we're, we're putting stakes on to help support them. I would say at least half of the lilies in the showcase gardens, probably more like two thirds, we end up staking it, by it, the end of the festival. And then we stake everybody's that, that pot for everybody's pot yeah. to keep them secured for transport. And then um, you had mentioned about bouquets earlier. And so if I wanted to put them in my garden and then take them for um, my house, um, when, when is a good stage to cut them so they last long in a vase for me? I would definitely do it um, Usually you'll find a stock that has, you know, if it's got four or five buds on it, I would pick it when two of those have popped okay. and the other ones are still closed up because they will... They're coming. They yeah. will <laughs> still come. And you can actually, you can cut one that none of the bulbs, none of the, the 
blooms have popped yet. And if you put it in water, wait a couple days, they will all pop as if they were left in there. So I always err a little on the conservative side. You know, it's nice to have a big showy bouquet with the flowers, but people want to take them home right. and enjoy them in their home them for a little longer. <laughs> They'll last for a few weeks. Because yeah. right. um, there's oh. other flowers that if you cut them when they're pretty tight, and green, they, they won't, won't ever, ever nope. open. Yep. So Not lilies the case are a little bit Correct. Yeah. Than that yeah. And they will last. Last year, we pre-picked a lot of our lilies um, before they had popped and put them in our cooler oh. just to ensure uh, that we, like the ones that grew early, we didn't want to miss them. So we just collected them and stuck them and, in the and cooler. And used those for bouquets. And used right. those for bouquets. And it worked fantastic. Oh, it's nice. And I'm, I'm getting this fragrance. And so some of them are fragrant and some are not. So yes. which are the fragrant ones? Or are they labeled? They, they're, they're, some of them are labeled. I don't have all of my labels out yet. Um, but it's the Orientals that are the fragrant or the Orient Pets. And an Orient Pet is a, a, like a cross between a trumpet and an Oriental. Um, but the Asians are the ones that don't have a scent. And those usually pop first. So most of what you see around here, like the red sensation over there and um, that orange... Ta uh, that's a orange tawn. Those are Asiatics. Okay. Yeah. And then you know, and also with the with the cut flowers, you know, they open up, and you get the little, you know, that yes. that in in the center. Is there a trick? You know, I've heard to remove that. Yes. Is, you is will best. want to. They stain. We'll cut them out on the bouquets. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the garden, it's okay. We do. But uh, um, I, it's funny. Before I had this farm, I used to very carefully take a tissue and carefully pull them out. But I've gotten to the point now where I just use my fingers to rip them out, and it's fine. But they do, they do stain. But yeah, if you're going to have a bouquet in your home, um, or if you have white lilies, you definitely want to remove that pollen because it'll it'll fall off on the petals and stain your lily, and it it can really stain your clothes. And another thing to note too is if anybody has um, cats, be really mindful around lilies. They are toxic and deadly to, to cats. If they drink the water that a lily's been in, if they get pollen on their fur and lick it, if they nibble on a lily, they they'll they'll they won't make it. So keep keep your cats safe, everyone. <laughs> Which is a good tip because you know yeah, a lot definitely. of us buy buy cut flora in the in the grocery store yeah, or the florist and you don't think about yeah. that when, when you take it home. Yeah. So we a, didn't a think about that either when we got cats. So, <laughs> so we ship our cats off to their uncles for a couple months when we have the Lily Festival. They're, they're off to summer camp. Exactly. <laughs> well, and speaking about um, all of the things that are going on here, so if you can just tell us again about um, what's going on or like our kids welcome pets. We were talking about pets, so dogs are welcome. Absolutely, not cats. yes. The <laughs> Lily Festival is extremely family friendly. Um, we encourage kids to come up, run around. There's a beautiful trail um, behind the showcase gardens that you can take to the top of the hill. And um, from the top of our property up there, you can see Mount Hood and all of the, uh, the valley out there, as well as, as the Shehalem Valley going south. So it's a gorgeous view and um, all these city kids just don't get a chance to come run through the trees and fields and you know walk across and touch the flowers so we encourage everybody right. to come out and, and, and you, and you have some food going on at we do event. yes we'll have smorgasbord here they do charcuterie um, little trays for people and then we have ice cream sandwiches uh, we'll have lemonade and wine tasting from David Hill Vineyards Oh, very good. good neighbor to have. Right. Yes, and they and are let, very good neighbors. And let's touch on the, the website once again. Yes, davidhillfarm.com. Yeah. So well, that, that's great. So we appreciate being being out that's here. You know, the gardens so are yeah. are you know stunning, and they're just coming into bloom, and they ought to be spectacular oh, okay. for the for the festival. So you know, make sure you come out to the festival. Come out here and visit David Hill Farms. Pick up you know your lilies to go home and plant them. So 
We're looking forward to the festival. So thanks for having us out. And you know, thank you to our sponsors and Capital Subaru. For 75 years, Owl's Garden and Home has been a favorite destination of local gardeners. Starting in a small roadside fruit stand off of 99E in Woodburn by Al Biggie, Al's has grown to four retail locations in the Portland metro area that also includes a huge growing operation near Hubbard. To ensure that you get the highest quality, Al's grows over 80% of the plants they sell. This fourth generation family owned business is now one of the most recognized garden centers in the country. Stop by one of our four locations to learn why Al's is the first stop for Northwest gardeners. Dram is celebrating 75 years of design and manufacturing of quality watering tools. Dram products feature nine water patterns and are designed to nurture your plants with a shower of rain. Dram for lawn and garden, available at garden centers near you. Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our co-workers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. Where it's your, your way, way on, on the, the parkway. parkway.